know about you all, but for me, agonizing questions seem to be emerging as a theme for this time. There are so many questions that we are facing these days, and many are really complicated. Questions like, if we're going to see other people, and if so, how many? And at what distance and where? Or like the conundrum that goes along with it of balancing the need both for connection and safety when we or the people we love are especially vulnerable. And then there's how to educate our kids, how to gather for worship, how to keep carrying on. I have lost sleep over these questions, and I know I'm not the only one. It often feels like there's no right answer, but it's unclear if that's because there are multiple decent ones or because they are all inadequate. Even as we've been here for nearly five months now, as, as the seasons turn, as we head back into the school year and all that brings, we're reminded that this is still disorienting terrain. This is a path we haven't walked before. So how do we find our way through? This question of how we find our way, I think it's one that came up for the disciples repeatedly. No, they are not in a pandemic, but their world has been rapidly changing and expanding. It hasn't been that long since they left their familiar lives to follow this remarkable rabbi. And now, now they are seeing how Jesus is far more than just a compelling teacher. He's healing people. He's feeding huge crowds with next to nothing. How they know him, it, it stretches and deepens yet again in today's gospel. And they are terrified. It's not the storm that's frightening, though. Not at first. Someone pointed this out to me this week, and it, it had never really occurred to me. These are fishermen. They know exactly what to do in a boat in a storm. That's their sweet spot. We don't hear that they are quaking with terror all through the night. That starts when Jesus shows up in this new way, walking to them across the water. That's when the fear kicks up. And Peter Oh, poor Peter. God love him. He gets slammed left, right, and center all through the Gospels. And some of it is well-earned, but here, for ages, people have torn into Peter for messing up in all kinds of ways. Some give him a hard time for asking Jesus to prove who he is. Others chastise him for trying to show off. Still others say that the problem is that he leaves the boat and his fellow disciples, uh, leaving them behind for his own glory. And then many more 
argue that it all falls apart when Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus and lets his fear overwhelm him. There may be some truth in each of these concerns, but I want to offer a modern interpretation, maybe a slightly unorthodox one, of where things break down. I think that Peter gets splinched. Splinched is the word. In case your home uh, does not exist primarily in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, as mine currently does, let me explain. So one of the ways that witches and wizards can travel in these books is by apparating. In short, it's a way of using this advanced magic to instantaneously disappear from one place and then immediately reappear somewhere else. But it's tricky, and you have to train and practice and pass exams before you can legally apparate. It's a dangerous mode of transportation, and one of the biggest risks is that you will splinch yourself that you will accidentally leave part of your body behind. So an, an ear sitting here or part of a leg over there, you get the idea. It's bad news to splint yourself. And I think that is just what Peter has done. It's when he steps out on the water that Peter really notices the wind and it scares him. Of course it does. But here's the thing. In his totally natural human fear, he forgets who he has seen and known Jesus to be. This teacher and friend who is always reaching out, always ready to catch folks to help them back up. And Peter forgets who he himself is and who his friends are, that they are fishermen. Fishermen who instinctively know what to do on stormy water. He loses hold of these fundamental pieces, leaving them behind. And that's when he falters. He starts to sink because he's splinched himself. He's tried to move forward but has left part of God and part of himself behind. It doesn't seem to phase Jesus, though, Maybe because this is what happens when students are starting out, when you're just learning how to move through the world in a new way. That's why there's a teacher there, ready to catch him, to pull him back to himself and to his kin. So often, Jesus' response is read in a harsh tone, but I hear it come through as encouragement as reassurance. Jesus does not disparage having a small amount of faith. Elsewhere, he says that even the tiniest speck of it is enough to move mountains. He's reminding Peter that this is what he has and asking him, really asking him, I think, honestly, why he wavered from this truth, why he tried to stand in two places. That's the meaning that this word carries, the word translated for us as doubt. 
It's not so much about questioning, and it's certainly not about disbelieving. It's about wavering, losing balance. And specifically, it's about trying to stand in two places at the same time. Jesus sees Peter doing that and calls him back to wholeness, calls him to live with integrity and trust. And that, that is the core of this faith, even when it's tiny, even when it's just beginning for us. Faith is not understanding with certainty before we set out. It doesn't require that we give up asking hard questions. And it's definitely not built on having mastered this way before we start living it. Faith is integrity and trust woven together. It's the act of remembering who Jesus is and remembering who we are and remembering who our neighbors are, and then living from all that at once. Back to those, those paralyzing questions, the ones that maybe leave us feeling like we're sinking. I'd love to be proven wrong, but I don't think they're going away anytime soon. In times like these, they, they make it easy for us to splinch ourselves. We're trying so many new ways right now to hopefully move forward. It's overwhelming, and it's difficult. And what I hear through this storm with the wind howling and the waves battering is that we actually do have faith enough to weather this pandemic enough to move on through the challenges and the questions that come. Again, the assurance does not come in a, this is, more, this is not more than we can handle platitude. Jesus is not disparaging Peter for trying, nor for failing. Jesus is reminding him and encouraging him to keep practicing, to keep reaching, to keep moving forward. But to do so, Jesus teaches him, Peter has to hold on to this little bit of faith, this truth of who God is and who he, Peter, is. It is a wild way ahead of us, yawning out in front of us into the months that will bring we don't know what. The invitation, I believe, is to carry all this truth with us, bring all of how we have known God and bring the whole of ourselves. This will be the image of our faith, even if it's small, even if we're just beginning. We will see our faith in the weaving together of this integrity and trust.